0: special episode of short box summary today we are talking about 1998's film blade the start of the modern comic book boom on the silver screen wait silver screens tv right
1: no all those screens are silver you kidding me if you go to a movie theater early (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) absolutely
2: super flammable with demons behind it
0: Yeah no yeah no we've we've seen Inglorious Bastards we know how dangerous that stuff is <laughs>
2: exactly exactly I learned everything from Inglorious Bastards
0: today I am so lucky to be joined by two of my favorite people I am joined by Marty Sleva and Aaron Thames Marty how you doing
1: I, I'm I'm doing wonderful I am so excited to talk about this film with you to talk about the summer of 1998 oh what a time to be alive.
2: Aaron, how are you doing? Outstanding. Had a real good day today, feeling loose and uh, doing all right. So ready to get into this movie.
0: Very cool, Marty. I know you're no stranger to podcasts. Aaron, is this is this your first podcast you've ever been on?
2: Very first. Woo-wee. Very first. Woo-wee. We did it. Popping that cherry. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Podding that cherry. That's oh, a why only, That's my um, podcast
1: where I have only first timers on, and no one has ever logged
2: in.
0: <laughs> you're forgiven for not knowing because this is your your first one. Yeah, yeah oh, okay.
2: exactly. That chair, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. That's um, our crew. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> we know each other because we all went to this bar in San Francisco called Jackalope. Marty and Aaron lived near it. I listened to a podcast, and Marty talked about hosting pub trivia there. I looked it up. It was very close to where I went to school, so I just started going. And uh, we all became friends because we had a lot of similar interests. And one of those interests was we just love dorking out about movies. So I can think mm-hmm. of no two better people to break in the first episode of Short Box Summary that tackles movies. And let's just jump into it. We're talking Blade. Blade came out in 1998, starring Wesley Snipes, Stefan Dorf, and Chris Christopherson. Where?
2: Okay. So, so you and said 98. Lathan. Don't forget her. Okay, sorry. Wait.
1: I think history sorry. forgot her, so that's the problem.
2: <laughs> Love and basketball came out. Everyone forgot she was anything else she'd been in. That was her first school. <laughs>
1: she was really good in that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> so
1: August ninety eight. Give me where? where how old? Are you, where are you at in life, George? Where are you at in life?
0: August nineteen ninety eight. I am one month into being eight years old. <laughs>
1: I thought you were going to say, I am one month old, and I was like, I am,
0: "No,
1: you are foot drinking underage in that bar.
0: I am, I am one month into eight years old, and I am just on top of the world. I believe this was the summer that I got Pokemon Blue for my Game Boy Pocket. Uh, I was about to start fourth grade, third grade, one of the younger grades, one of the single-digit grades. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was living on an island off the coast of Maine, not all that different than what I'm doing now. But yeah, I was just enjoying a, a pre 9 11 America like the rest of us.
1: Was it was it a different island or was it the same island? No,
0: it's the same island. Okay, uh, I was going to say,
1: it'd be weird if it was a different island.
0: I'm living about 15 minutes south of where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Still playing Pokemon island. Blue. Incredible. Still playing Pokemon Blue. Got to. Yeah. Got to. Got to catch them all.
1: Uh, Aaron, where where were you living? Were you living like on an island off the coast of uh, North Carolina? What
2: was going no, on? No, I was on an island off the coast of Florida. I was on uh, Amelia oh. Island. And I was working at the Ritz Hotel at that time. I just started, maybe about three years in. And so I was working doubles, drinking, partying all night, and taking road trips to Miami and Orlando to spend money.
1: So were you, you like, on the ground floor of Blade? Did you see Blade that summer?
2: Oh, yeah. I went to the theater and saw it with a bunch of my friends. We all clicked up, and we all went. And uh, I wound up falling asleep in the middle of it, but I was... (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you come from a huddle house or a waffle house after you just had that full of potatoes and everything and been drinking all day, you're like, yeah, let's watch this movie. I'm here for it. Oh, it opens up real good. And then snooze, snooze, wake up a couple hours later tomorrow, ass open, shink, shink. Yeah. That was yeah, dope.
0: Like, I love oh, it. They're, oh, they're talking about blood science. Okay, this seems like a good spot to just take five. <laughs> like.
1: This was this was also like a it was kind of like a perfect timing cuz like we're right in the midst of the the Lewinsky scandal so like all of our bloods pumping in America. Side so note, by
2: the way, I have just started watching impeachment and I cannot stop. I'm on episode nine now, and I'm like, ooh, it's so juicy and so good, and all the terrible acting. Oh my god, this thing is amazing. I thought that OJ thing that they did was good. Fuck no, this thing here, Monica Lewinsky was rage. I'm a fan uh, of that thing. I I hope you're
1: looking forward to next season, which is all going to be around Blades opening weekend and what's stefan dorf was also Also, his name Stephen dorf right you said stefan
0: no that it's definitely stefan because like that happened uh there was some joke about that on an episode of punked i remember where uh they kept calling him Stephen dorf to his face and he kept correcting saying no it's stefan stefan okay
1: well then he has to shorten his name to steph like steph curry does no he can't do that now he can't do that now he had, (laughs) had It's not Stefan
0: Dorf. Yeah, he, he had a 15-year window to make it Steph Dorf, and then Steph yeah. Curry showed up and just completely stole the Steph name. He can't take it back. He missed his. He missed the boat.
1: That is true. That is true. But this was – yeah, this was a good summer. We, got, we had the Lewinsky scandal. We got the Bulls and Jordan just winning their sixth and final title. We're coming right off the heels of Saving Private Ryan. This is right before Rounders and Rush Hour and Saving oh. – and something about Mary – that's oh something my god, Okay, here. no, you're you're you're, you're cutting out.
0: you're cutting you're cutting into something. I have the box office numbers for the day Blade came out. You guys I would are ready love, to I would you love guys to ready it. to talk about some things? All right. Absolutely. Let's hear it. All right. So number one at the box office on August 21st, 1998, we have Blade coming in strong. Number two at the box office, saving private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Not a bad movie. That
1: been, and that had been out for a while. I believe that came out 4th of July weekend. So that that's like a month and a half into its run.
0: Yeah, but also it was 1998. So there was nowhere to see it besides the theaters.
1: Yeah, Titanic had like 11 months in a row. So it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, nothing mattered.
0: Number three, There's Something About Mary.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. What a classic. Great. Number movie. four, How Stella Got Her Groove Back. Shit, yeah, Angela Bassett in the two-piece. I'm with it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Aaron would have. You wouldn't have fallen asleep during that
0: movie.
2: <laughs> I certainly would not have. No, no, no.
0: That was uh, that was what like a twenty two year old, twenty three year old Tay Diggs in that movie. Something like that.
2: But I know twelve year old would have been down for Angela Bassett. Man, you tripping? <laughs> man, we talking about her <laughs> <that> right now. <laughs> <laughs> Number five.
0: Uh, here's a movie, uh, Dead Man on Campus, which was Ooh. an MTV movie.
2: I was a fan of about- that movie.
0: I remember seeing that movie. My dad did this thing where he would just show me like wildly inappropriate movies for my age. Like there was like no filter when I went to the video store to rent movies. Um,
2: I think that's the best way to raise a so- kid.
0: Yeah, just like any any R rated movies, just like yeah, that's fine. Like we'll watch it together. You can ask questions about like you know gratuitous violence or whatever. Dead Man on Campus. I remember like talking to some older people and they refused to believe that I had seen that movie because I was so much younger than them. And I had to, like, prove to them through movie quotes that I had seen the movie. And that is just something that stands out for my childhood.
2: Yeah. I grew up the same way. My dad, we watched whatever he watched when he got home from work. This dude would work late night, you know, get off late, running a restaurant. He got home on Fridays or Saturday nights, and we were allowed to stay up. He immediately switched the channel, to whatever he wanted to watch, and we had to watch it. And he was not putting on any filter. We watched Freddy. We watched All in Things. I'm telling you, that's the best way to do it. We're so adjusted and normal and amazing right now, me and my brothers.
1: Yeah, Freddy's a tough one though, because that man's all about nightmares, and so that's like, uh,
2: yeah, know. I had I had a problem with it initially, especially with my little brother and my older brother calling me a Freddy cat because I didn't want to watch it with them. That's dad, really good. And then my dad <laughs> put on the air. You being a Freddy cat for real? Why don't you watch a Brooklyn movie with the rest of your brothers? I'm like, God dang. Well, it's,
0: it just sucks because like you can, <laughs> Jason, you can run away from Jason, you could run away from. What's as nice scream? Yeah, you can run away from all those Ghost guys. Face, I yeah. I gotta sleep at some point. You know.
2: But yeah, when I dude. saw it, the slasher and the blood stuff, that never stopped me from sleeping. You know what I mean? It was creepy stuff that kept me from sleeping. So for me, to watch Robocop and to watch uh, you know, the nightmare on Elm Streets and all of those things when I was young, it wound up being just fine. Because we used to watch Shogun Assassin or Lone Wolf and Cub when we mm-hmm. were young. And that shit was no problem. We would laugh at that blood. Yeah. So
0: yeah, yeah. It wasn't Freddy being a murderer that bothered me. It was Freddy being a fucking weirdo that bothered me.
1: <laughs> it was also like a child molester turned into a dream demon, which that's
0: not. Yeah, good. It, it, I mean that's that's a pretty pretty rough foundation to you to know, build your house. On. All I,
2: all I never remember about that movie was that he was a child molester. Yeah, right. The, you know, they good. make it look like, hey, yes, this dude who got burned because people fucked with him, not yeah. because hey, he was fucking with other people's kids. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: It's just called vigilante justice. You know who would have done that? You know who would have burned him? Blade would have burned him.
2: With one of his swords. Yeah, yeah.
0: I was I was eight years old, uh, August twenty first, nineteen ninety eight. Uh, so I hadn't seen any of these movies in theaters, but I had seen the next movie in theaters. I had seen Snake Eyes in theaters. Mm-hmm. The Nicholas Cage uh, so fixed boxing match. Gary yeah. Sinise. No, that movie's that movie's fine.
2: Mm, no. Uh, you we
0: know,
1: numbers- you know how we feel about Snake Eyes, so we're not going to talk about we're not going to talk about Nick Cage.
2: First off, yeah. that movie, if it's called Snake Eyes, is supposed to have the blackface ninja from GI Joe. We just now getting the Snake Eyes movie. That other stuff was poppycock before then.
1: When you said blackface ninja, I was like a ninja. Or a blackface? <laughs> 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 that's not good. In the 90s? We should have
2: known. Saying, I'm sure. Sure. Al Jones mentioned. Did I not miss? Yeah, that's what, what I meant.
0: <laughs> All right. Number seven. Number seven on the box office. Ever After a Cinderella Story, the Drew Barrymore Cinderella thing. Uh, number eight. A movie called Dance with Me, which I actually don't know off the top of my head. Oh. I, I, thought was I thought it was Save the Last Dance. It is not. Um,
2: that's the uh latino one right let's
0: see i literally never heard of it a young cuban dancer it's students at a latin dance studio spontaneity yep that's profiling you think every movie about dancing is about a latino no
2: sir i knew that one specifically because most time it's about black folks if it got something to do with dancing but this one (laughs) didn't i'm like hold on I, I, want to call you,
0: I want to call you out, but the movie I referenced was Save the Last Dance, so yeah, I get it. Uh, <laughs> she was white, but she was the only white person in that movie. Uh let's see, number nine, Halloween H two O
1: Hell yeah, Josh Harnett, yo.
0: Yeah, it was him. Was Josh it Buster Harnett, Rhymes too? Buster Yeah. Buster
2: was just getting it going back then. Yeah, he was on an yeah. episode of Cosby and everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ooh, that didn't
1: pan that didn't
2: pan out well. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And and uh, <laughs> film number 10, The Avengers. The last time The Avengers were not number one at the box that's office. That's
2: horrible. That's not uh, even The Avengers Avengers. That's, that's, uh, the, yeah, that's UMA. Bowlers and yeah, British it's Uma, it,
0: yeah, it's UMA and Ewan McGregor, right? It was uh, based off the British TV show. Ooh, yeah. Awful. Which I might have seen that in theaters because my dad loved The Avengers show as a kid. Um, yeah. I really about that movie, though. Yeah. There was yeah. like three channels back then, so anytime something was on, I think it like was your favorite by default. Yeah, and we, the, we rest know, of the channels not in ninety eight, Marty, in the sixties when the Avengers show was out, but yeah. Oh back then. Yeah. yeah. God the Linsky God the world Linsky was like, like inescapable.
1: Yeah, it was. It was huge. Yeah, it was huge. There was like uh he did the he did the end of sex on her dress.
0: <laughs> it's so weird how much people cared about a blowjob in 1998 and uh, yeah. what people care about uh, in 2021. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Just hand jobs. You know, not, Storm not, the, cap- uh, the capital. Right. Yeah, fuck it. It's not like you yeah. got a blowjob from an intern. <laughs> it
2: didn't even happen. I mean, please.
0: Did you say it didn't even happen?
2: That's how people carry on. Like, the insurrection never uh, even happened. Okay. <laughs> I
1: thought you were saying the Lewinsky. I thought you were like a Lewinsky Yeah, teacher. I
0: was like, Aaron, yeah, got, like, I, think you're, I think you're taking the wrong lesson from we the got show you're watching. shows <laughs> that it
2: happened with Lewinsky. There's no doubt denying that. We have evidence. We have the. Who is that Jonah Hill's sister who plays Lewinsky on that? Beanie Feldstein? Uh, that's the chick from um, the, with the the smart girls or smart. Like well, it, yeah, it, it was, book smart. Yeah, yeah that's book that's That Hill's was a sister. good movie. Yeah, is that his sister? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Oh, then that's her for sure. Yeah, it's the chick from Booksmart. Yeah, talented little family.
0: All right, we have set the stage for 1998. Let's jump into the movie. Uh, Here's a quick summary. Blade, a half-vampire, half-human hybrid, is hunting down Deacon Frost, a vampire trying to make humans extinct by resurrecting La Magra, an ancient vampire blood god thought to be a legend. Along the way, we meet his allies, Whistler and Karen, and together they try to stop vampires from becoming the dominant race on the planet. That is an incredibly boring summary for what I think is an incredibly awesome movie. I think this movie holds up so incredibly well.
2: I think it's an amazingly adequate description of an amazingly adequate film. Oh, shit.
1: Uh, I think it is the uh, best Marvel movie until the MCU. I think it's better than any Spider-Man movie pre-MCU, and I think it's better than any of the X-Men movies.
0: Because, yeah, we're recording this, this isn't coming out realistically until like late December, January or anything. So Marty, you just did like a Spider-Man rewatch for I did. anticipation of the new Spider-Man movie. So you yeah, think this is better? Because
1: I'm like, my, I'm mentally broken and I need to like fill myself with content. And so when something new is coming out, I'm like, oh, I need to catch up. Otherwise, I won't, I won't understand what's happening in the movie made for a billion people that will be easy to understand. Uh, and so, yeah, I did a full, full Spider-Man rewatch. So the three Toby Maguires, the two Andrew Garfields, and then the uh, the the modern two, Tom Holland. Uh, I think Blade is better than any of the uh, Toby or Andrew movies. Absolutely, wow. and I think it's better than all the X Men movies as well.
2: Wow,
0: yeah. I
2: don't know about that. That's a good one. It's a hot take.
0: I don't know if it's wrong because this movie fucks. This movie's really good. This is oh, fuck. This movie really good. But this movie is an, <laughs> this movie's just an, an action movie. With with comic book themes, it's not. It doesn't even feel like a comic book movie.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it feels like a really good action movie. With we can argue about it later, but but in my opinion, we got peak Wesley Snipes. Like, yes. I in my mind, this is peak yeah, Wesley man. Snipes, and and I, I I think he is so charismatic, and him leading this movie, and it's clear he like really gave a shit about it. Like, not necessarily the source material, but like really getting into this character in a way that we don't see a lot and and I don't I think this came at just the right era to where maybe it leaned a little too heavily on, on CG and stuff because this is when everyone was like oh, it's post Jurassic Park let's figure this shit out but so much of it was still like practical effects and, and man I think the, the action scenes look great and, and anytime him or Whistler on screen are ooh, A plus in my mind
0: yeah Christopherson's a beast in this movie he's really ooh. good um yeah yeah Aaron you you think it's adequate why uh why doesn't it live up uh to to Marty's lofty review
2: well in my opinion like I uh Wesley knocked it out the park like always and you're 100% you're 100% right Marty it was prime Wesley like he was yeah double nickel Madison Square Garden good that's how good he, he you know And uh, he's always been a scene stealer to me. Even from the Spike Lee movies he did. Like, anytime Mm -hmm. he hit the screen, he's the focal point. And he steals every scene to me. Been a big Wesley Slice fan forever. So to see him as Blade, I was over the moon. Grew up loving uh, vampire movies and ninja movies. I got a ninja vampire that's a brother lighting shit up. I'm with it. It was so good. This seems Um, like a movie that
1: would have been tailor-made for you. And It it seemed that way. It did.
2: And when I was young, younger... It was out of this world. You're right. And I would have agreed about it being the best Marvel movie. It's definitely the one that kicked off the MCU, and it deserves to be in that that list of MCU movies to me. But yeah. um, I don't know if it's better than the first Spider-Man. I'd agree it's better than all the other ones. I really liked um, that first Spider-Man, but that's because I, I really like Willem Dafoe. I'm a huge Willem Dafoe fan. Oh, totally. And I always wanted to see him as a supervillain, and he did it to perfection to me. Yeah, um it was great. <clears throat> not only that, I was actually in that first Spider-Man movie. When they went to the ring and fought Bonesaw, I was holding the O on the Bonesaw sign, and then you flip it there's no mercy, and I still had the O, but that's because they didn't want me to make no mistakes. But I was in <laughs> Spider-Man 1.
1: Aaron, yeah. I've known you for five years. Yeah. How the fuck is this <laughs> coming up <laughs> yeah. for the first time? Are you serious? <laughs> yes. It's insane to me that you've never brought this up. Like, it is insane how many times, how many, like, countless hours we've spent together. (laughs) Yeah, just talking about the most random, pedantic (laughs) bullshit. And this is the first time... You bring up that you were in Spider-Man? That's because
2: I forget about that scene in Spider-Man. We've We've spent so many hours
1: arguing about Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. (laughs) One of those hours just could have been spent with you
2: being like, oh, by the way, I'm in the scene with Macho Man. It could have been that that, that three minutes. It just took me to tell you. You're right. I forgot about it. Yeah. What what was Macho Man Randy Savage? I tried Bones to tell him that Tim McGuire's
0: line was homophobic, but no one wanted to listen to me. I was just holding <laughs> the O sign. <laughs> like.
2: Yeah, man. That's right. Bone saw. We all went. It was my first day. To, like, I moved to L.A. January 16, 2001. And I got to my brother's in San Diego. I stayed there for a couple of days just to hang out. And then he was going to drive me to my new apartment in, in L.A. And on the way, he surprised me. He said, we got to make a stop first. We got to leave early. I'm like, why the hell are we leaving so early and it's only two hours away? He's like, no, nah, we got to leave early. We got to be somewhere. We got to do something first. And I said, okay. And, we, and they surprised me. We pulled up to a studio. They put us on a bus. The bus took us to the, to the actual, that studio where it was. And it was like a, they just were taking on a bunch of extras that day. And David had a stack of signs that his friends had already worked on and shit. And each of us had a letter that said saw." And when you flipped it, it said, No mercy. You know, like, <laughs> so now, and when they got to the movie and they made the movie, there it is. People were holding the bone saws and made the screen. And so every time I watch that movie and I see the, oh, that's me. That's that, old. that's me.
1: The craziest <laughs> thing is with, like, you know, without spoilers, like, Toby's about to become a part of the MCU with No Way Home. So you're technically a part of the MCU, dude.
2: Yeah. Technically, yes, I am. <laughs> I am a Sony legend, yes. Yeah, yeah. you've just
0: opened up so many different like six degrees of separation too, just by being in that movie. Like do you realize like you're you now connect Marty and I to Willem Dafoe? You now connect Marty and I to Charlie's Theron because Tony <laughs> McGuire was in Sutter House Rules of Charlie's Theron, which opens up like the entire like uh, Fast and Furious franchise.
2: Like, I connect every last one of you to the entire world of professional wrestling, by the way. And anyone yeah, who has it. been on Oprah's couch, I connect you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I connect uh, to Oprah. So
1: I took offense to the Wilm DeFoe thing because Wilm DeFoe, famously a graduate of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee Peck School of the Arts, along with myself,
2: oh, okay. um,
1: he was the guest of honor at the, Milwaukee, the prestigious Milwaukee International Film Festival when I was a senior in college. And I, I was uh, able to go to a famous, like a, a fancy gala that he was uh, presiding over. And uh, the the girl I was dating at the time And I got very drunk And uh, went up to him And sort of like muttered About how much we enjoyed American Psycho And he wasn't having any of it Because we were both very drunk <laughs> and so, there you go. I, I don't need you to link me to Willem Dafoe I've already linked to Willem Dafoe right, in I'm my sorry uh,
0: I link you guys to Luis Guzman Because I got to ask him questions at a Q&A In uh, Shelburne Ooh, Vermont what a great guy. So, Luis- I asked him all about Vice City And man it turns out Luis Guzman Fucking hates that he was a part of Vice City.
1: <laughs> Does he hate the residuals that come in from that? It...
0: Uh, I bet he doesn't. Right now, right after they re- the re- released on PlayStation Five, yeah. But man, at the time, he's just like, "Yeah, I didn't know it was going to be so violent and gratuitous and kind of anti-Latino." I'm like, oh. <laughs> that, that, that one, yeah, I could yeah. understand that last one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Heart. my man will forever be Pachanga, the one of the coldest people in the world. From uh, Carlito's way, Carlito's way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For you boys like that, uh, uh-uh.
1: There's yeah. my guy. I just, uh, again, talking about my broken brain. I'm rewatching all of PT Anderson's movies before Licorice Pizza. I just rewatched uh, Boogie Nights. Oh my god, and he's he's killer. He he book he bookends that movie. He starts and exits yeah. that movie as the the club owner.
0: Also, Dr. Octopus in that movie, too, as uh, probably like one of my top five, top three favorite drug dealers of all time.
2: (laughs) Speaking of the MCU. Yeah. You know what? I was really happy that they got him back as Doc Ock. I like what they're doing with that. That's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, and my close,
1: our close personal friend, Willem Defoe, is in the movie. And- <laughs> yeah.
0: Sorry, yeah. your your friend, not my friend. Both of you have connections to him, not not me. I apologize. Yeah. So no, uh, 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 going back player. to Blade,
2: I I I um, I liked Blade a lot when I first saw it, and I was stoked to watch it again because I'd seen it multiple times. But due to this pandemic and just watching so many movies and everything else. When I rewatch it, to me, it's cool, it's fine, but I don't think it's out of this world now. And especially when you talk about, like, that CG, that shit look like cartoons now. For me, the best will all, it'll never stand up to the melting face from Raiders of the Lost Ark. That shit was amazing because the actual face got melted. Someone's face got melted, and that shit looked better for a reason. He does not walk around with this cherry pie suit that these motherfuckers were wearing in this Blade movie. Anytime a man get a hand cut off, you see that cherry pie hand that come up on top of it. That shit don't look right to me. You remember Master Skies? When a man had that cherry pie suit on? That's how that shit looked. It looked like I a do. Of I office. do remember
1: the master disguise. You
2: do exactly. Yeah. Everyone remembers that, that wonderful piece of cinema. That shit's incredible. But when you when they shut the man up to, with to all the men, be names, the one to
1: tell you that those men weren't Nazis and that man didn't have his face burned off. He
2: was a no, guy. no, a face was melted. It was not that man's face. They created a face and they set fire to it so it actually melted. It was not a CG. It was not computer. It was a real face being melted for real. One of the best things I've ever seen. That is my standard for special effects. Does it look that good? Does that face getting melted? And no, Aaron. I don't know.
0: I don't know how to tell you this either. But those weren't real snakes. Those were actor snakes. Those were snakes pretending to be snakes. That's wow. fine.
2: I'm not yeah, worried yeah. about those snakes pretending to be there, snakes. There was. I've there was seen, seen way better snakes. I know a real snake. They'd be outside. There was a there, screen actor strike, and they crossed the picket line. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> I was going to make a joke that it was supposed to be spiders, but they were on strike for better wages and that's why they did snakes. That was going to be my joke.
1: <laughs> Great minds. Uh, it is funny that you mentioned that because uh, this is one of the very, very few movies directed by Stephen Norrington, uh, who one of the few movies directed after this was The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And yep. He had such a terrible experience with Sean Connery that he s- said, I'm never going to direct a movie again and he hasn't. <laughs> 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 Steve Norrington, uh, although this is his most famous movie that he's directed, uh, he was a special effects guy. And, and he worked on Alien and Aliens. So, like, he was a yeah. practical effects guy. And I yeah. think there are a lot of good practical effects in this movie. I do agree yeah. that it when it leans into
2: CG, it ages awfully. It's, yeah. But that's, that's now. When we saw it back then, we thought, oh, that shit was so dope. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, looking at it now, it did not hold up. Not the, only did it not hold scene. up, yeah. it was fine. You know what I mean? I, I felt like the movie was fine. I didn't think it was, I don't know. It just didn't grab me or carry me or make me want to watch it. I'm like, oh my God, I know I could be doing a puzzle right now. But it didn't happen. <laughs> I focused and I kept watching. I mean puzzles I was like, yeah, great. all right. Yeah.
0: Well, what's weird is, like, I think the worst CGI, uh, it all had to do with the blood. Like, it was like the liquid effects, I thought, did not age very well. And like not just at the end of the movie when Blade cut Deacon Frost in half and then he like recombined or whatever, you know, cut his arm off and then like his hand grew back. Like it wasn't just that part. It was like the blood dripping from the ceiling looked bad.
2: Oh, after the you sprinklers know? and stuff. Yeah. Uh, no, not off the sprinklers. I disagree like, at, with that. yeah.
0: No, at the end of the movie, like when like the blood was like they, it was just like really oh. bad CGI of them like dropping onto like the yeah the twelve like uh. I got gotcha. one I or two. I was like, gonna that. say really was
2: weird yeah it was created by like, that's nasty so I believed yeah. it when uh, early on my bad okay I got you
0: uh but man like I thought this movie did a really good job of balancing like body horror elements with not going too far so like there's first off like the uh, let's let's just jump into it the, that opening scene I think is probably the best opening scene until the dark night maybe like in in a genre movie like in, until that bankai scene mm-hmm. that blood rave is fucking incredible
1: yeah To me, it feels like the scene you film in order to show to a studio to be like, hey, this is the movie we want to make. And then they see that and they're like, oh, here's, you know, dozens of millions of dollars to finish the movie because this scene is incredible. Yeah.
2: I mean, the choreography Um, was dope in that scene. And him just wailing through whooping ass left and right, cutting people down. That was lit. But other than that, no, I
0: think I'm it's like, more. Than what do you mean, other than that? that was the entire fucking scene?
2: <laughs> no, I think
1: it's I think it's more than that because I think it's so smart to open on this like grungy ass dude in the car with this like weird mysterious girl, and you're like, oh yeah, it's Tracy just... Lords.
0: Show some respect.
1: Yeah, sorry, sorry. And then they take that walk through like the back of like a a, a chili meat factory, which yeah, listen. I'm never gonna go to a party at a chili meat
2: factory. Like, you, me? yeah, like, sure. just you know damn well you down, would like, go. You know damn well you'd go. You hit a couple rails nah, in the bathroom. He lives right in Wisconsin. He's, he's going to, going to a. He's, he's, be like, I'm down. he's going I'm to, to a creamery. Yeah. I would damn <laughs> sure go and see what it's like. I would stand by the door for a while before I, you know, stay there. But have but you know. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I do.
1: I. I in my mind, that's like a really, like a really smart and economical way to like set up a uh, uh, a world, a, a tone, a character. You get the, the little cameo of Deacon walking by, and then the reveal of Blade himself with, you know, all the blood coming from the sprinklers, and the guy kind of crawling on the floor, and all of a sudden he gets the Blade's boots. Like that's just like an all time reveal for a
2: superhero. Like I, I that's a very I good love... reveal for a superhero. That's fair. Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah. And then when he does whoop ass, it's great because you see he's got all sorts of cool gadgets. He's got a sword. He's got a a, a boomerang shrooken or whatever the hell that thing's called that like comes back to you.
0: He's got a shotgun that shoots silver stakes. That's
1: so cool. And he's fighting Donald Logue, which is just what a good guy to fight.
0: Yeah. Who doesn't want to punch Donald Logue? Um, I think it does a really (laughs) good job, too, of like capitalizing on at the time anyway, like suburban fears of the city where like it was just like a super sexualized woman in the beginning like grabbing the guy's dick and like what kind of guy wouldn't want someone who's like sexually aggressive but it's just like you know it, it's just like such like a morality lesson it's like don't trust those girls who are sexually aggressive because they're fucking vampires they're probably vampires too yeah and then it goes to like like you said like a meat packing factory like the free like refrigerator section which totally seems just like a nine inch nails music video at the time mm-hmm. right like does it, it seems like the perfect stage for uh, for, like, a David Fincher project. Yeah. And then it just explodes from there, and you're just exposed to, like, this crazy underground world that, like, just stokes, like, the fears of of the city and, and all this stuff. And, like, it got it's just so fascinating how they teed it up in the beginning.
1: And also it, it throws the idea that, like, a, a vampire is a, you know, Bram Stalker's Dracula, like, creepy old man in a castle in Eastern Europe kind of thing, because it's like, oh, no, these are just, like, The people who walk among us and like the people we don't bat an eye at and and at night they Mm -hmm. gather where we get our burgers which i don't know (laughs) what's going on with like that? Is that like that's beef right that's not like human right
0: there was one human in the yeah yeah he was like what what's that he's like was that a fucking person like but he still follows tracy lords
2: into the party
1: yeah he shouldn't have done that. That was foolish.
2: He, he should not have. Yeah. No, no, he should not have. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> like, like, but like you said, my thing is doesn't hold up. I think at the time, like you said, it was fantastic. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't. It, to me, it didn't hold up. That was it. Like I've seen so many other openings so that funny. I thought were holding awesome since then. But I mean, you know, am I stoked to see the new one? Absolutely, because I want to see what they do now. Yeah. But, now, to me, the All movie right, seemed sort of basic. Quick, it seemed generic, but it had cool effects. Quick, get ahead of yourself.
0: We we got categories to hit. Quick, get ahead. Of I'm yourself sorry, really. you're right.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. All
0: right. Um. So that jumps into our next category. I want us to give a grade for the movie at the time relative to what else was in the box office, and then give it a grade now. So I like Very as a good. as a kid, I, like I remember. I, like I remember renting the movie on VHS, like from my local grocery store, because that was the only place I could rent videos as a kid and just being absolutely in love with this movie. I was always drawn to action movies. I just thought they were so cool and exciting. I would like child me gives this movie an A plus. I think it's degraded a bit over the years, but I'm still giving it a B plus. Like it's a full letter grade drop, but like, I think this movie holds up incredibly well. And it's so obvious a blueprint, I guess, like not just for comic book movies going forward, but also for, um, like comic books going forward where this movie does sort of present a lot of ideas that would be adapted into the ultimate universe for Marvel comics, which was like, what if the Marvel universe happened today? And just the way Blade is dressed, like the presentation of everything, just being like an actual hip underground contemporary setting. Like it it just translates so well. So I think it was an incredibly important movie for the time. And I think it holds water 20 four years later, 25 years later, however we want to call it. Marty, you got you got grades?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I have grades. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think at the time, we didn't realize how good this movie was. And so I think we would have given this like a B minus because we're, again, coming on the heels of like, we had like Saving Private Ryan in the brain, like that's cinema. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden this thing comes along. Uh, I think in retrospect, this movie is like an A minus. I think it is so good. Like I genuinely think this is, Man, like this is the movie that like Venom wants to be. Like this is the movie that like movies are trying to be and 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 it's 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 R rated and it's wearing the R as like a badge of honor without being gratuitous and yeah, I just I I I really think it's great and I don't think we
2: realized how good it was at the time. Aaron, bring us back down to Earth. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So back in the day when it first came out, I would have gave this movie. I'm sure I did give this movie a full AA++ cuz it was everything I wanted then, you know what I mean? I had mm-hmm. the brother in the in the spot fucking people up with a ninja sword, shooting people with with stakes. I got, you know, I mean, it it was it was all the 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 choreography, the the fights, everything. It was it was dope. And the blood, the body count, I was in. That was my thing. I watched that thing like 14 times. You know, like I own a DVD. That was, you know, I was happy. But now to have watched it now, to me, it has, you know, it's downgraded a bit. Now, it's downgraded from that A, A++ that I gave it to initially. So for me, it's downgraded to like a B- minus now. Which is still a very good grade to me. That's like a two two letter grade drop, but yeah, all right. Yeah, kinda, of. Of. all right. But I mean,
1: <laughs> listen, a B minus in school, you're like, well, well, got out of hey, this one, so I'm good. Yeah. I'm happy
0: with a B minus. Yeah. A C plus, yeah. which means no one's hitting me tonight. Yeah, it's good. Oh, that's it. Yeah,
2: I was winning as long as I get no F, I was good. So, <laughs> I, I really, I, I, I like it still. I'm not gonna watch it if it's on TV again. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, hey, the remote stops here. I got to see this again. I don't feel that way about it. But initially, when it came out, I was all about it. And all the way until last night when I rewatched it, I was still about it. So,
1: all right. so the lesson is
0: never rewatch movies.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's not true. I rewatch so much stuff and I love them more. So, <laughs> this one may have had a chance to. All
0: right. I have a list of lines from the movie. I want to try to figure out the best line from the movie. To me, it's a no
1: brainer. So, I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm I had
0: to come up with some candidates. I think it's a no brainer too, but I had to come up with some candidates. So uh, first one that stuck out to me was when Blade was captured and uh, the goon picked up his sword and he just said, look guys, I got his pig sticker. (laughs) And then the sword just cuts his hand off because it's got like, you know, blades that pop out if you don't turn it off. Yeah. That's my, that's my first one. one. Uh, Second, immediately after when Blade uh, reveals that he had a microphone in his ear, And then Chris Christopherson blows up a wall and destroys dozens of pages from a historical religious document. It might be a war crime. Who's to say? But he just goes casually, catch you fuckers at a bad time. Great delivery from Chris (laughs) Christopherson.
2: Uh,
0: Next is Donald Logue yelling at um, the weird uh, blonde chick who is like really into Deacon Frost. And they're talking about how, if they should kill Blade or not. And then he just says, I should put this stump through that shit-eating grin of yours. Where he threatens to just, like, ram his his right. severed hand lump into her face. Um, next is uh, Deacon talking to Karen, saying, I'll tell you what we are, sister. We're the top of the fucking food chain. Which was, I think, Steven Steffendorf, like, really kind of overacted in a lot of parts of this movie. But I think he generally made it work.
1: Do you know who... Which were originally cast as Deacon.
0: No. Don't tell me no damn Nicolas Cage.
1: Jet Li. Jet Li? Ooh. Jet Li, originally cast as Deacon, had to drop out because of scheduling conflicts with Lethal Weapon 4. And this was
2: prime Jet Li. This yeah. was like Lethal Weapon 4 was the real Jet Li. Jet Li is still a shit. I don't give a damn what nobody's saying. If Jet Li want to get old and make stuff now, just like uh, Jackie Chan does, I bet you they still hit. No doubt. Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. But, like, what would this movie be if that was, like, he yeah. wouldn't be delivering lines. It would just be dope-ass fight scenes.
0: Oh, my God. It would be. Yeah. I, I think that fundamentally changes the movie. I'm not saying yeah. it makes the movie oh, worse, but, but, like, Dorff is just, like, such a perfect little entitled fuckboy throughout this yeah. entire movie. Because, yeah. like, his entire character is all about, like, everyone else is pure blood. He's mad that he's not pure blood, but he also thinks because he's a vampire now, he's owned... Some sort of like o- ownership, I guess, of of the title of vampire wants to put humans like down in the gutter, and so like I don't know if I believe that argument coming from Jet Li, just because he is such like a stoic badass. So like mm-hmm. I think he might have to change the story a bit. Again, I don't think that I don't think it's a worse movie. I think it's just a different movie. It's probably a better movie if Jet Li's in it. Let's it's be probably honest. got more kicks. Yeah, like literal <laughs>
2: kicks. Like, he's
1: probably <laughs> like, kicking more people. Which Would have just... held up. Yeah, more. Yeah. kicks. yeah, kicks are great.
0: Uh, let's see. Next, I got three more lines. Uh, next is right before Donald Logue and Steffendorf become L- La Magra, And Donald Logue just goes, I'm going to be naughty.
1: I'm going to be a, naughty, be a vampire. naughty
0: vampire god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next is a line that's not delivered, but it's Blade thinking he cut Steffendorf in half and then sees him like recombine. And he just turns around and silently goes, What the fuck? No dialogue whatsoever, be to see him mouth the words. And then, what I think the line of the movie is some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. I'm
2: about to say, that's the only one it could be. That's it. That's, yeah. the, that's the only that's one it could D1. be. That's the one. Yeah, that's yeah. like.
1: A- and apparently that was ad libbed or that was like something that uh Wesley came up with on set when like yep. talking
2: about the character and mm-hmm. yeah. that's the what most a, what what shit I heard. That one yep. could have been he could have said that line in in New Jack City and we'd have been like, Yep, it fits here too. Yep.
1: <laughs> he could have said it in coming to America and he would have been like, Yep. yep,
0: <laughs> yep nice. Yeah.
2: Uh
0: probably couldn't have said it in Major League, but probably couldn't have said it Major League but could have said it had it said to him when he tries to like steal second and comes up short and the guy tags him out and goes some other fucker is always trying to ice skate uphill tags him out he could have
2: said it for someone who was trying to throw him out and couldn't
0: okay alright oh. yeah Yeah. I, also- don't know why I, I don't know why I didn't think of that <laughs>
1: the judge could have said it to him when he uh, was found guilty for not paying his taxes <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you were the judge and you said that shit to him, oh, that's 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 cold. That'd have been great though. That's a perfect time. Yeah.
0: Um. That's that's all I got for best lines. Uh, we it's did the grades. Right? We're consensus yeah. on that one. We yeah. already know. Yeah, I, on I think it's got to be. That I do really stuck, like Donald stuck out to
1: me. I'm naughty one. Like the, Donald yeah. Logue is like a like low. We'll get to it in a later category. But like like a low key MVP of the movie.
0: Yeah.
2: Um,
1: Do you think he's see. like low key in the movie? No, low, low, low key, key. goddammit okay. low <laughs> space key. Low By the way, key. every
2: time y'all say uh Deacon Frost, I think Deacon Fry, which is Sherman Hemsley's character in the TV series Amen. So I'm like Deacon Fry. Deacon Fry. Oh, Frost, Frost, Frost. I can't I did this.
1: not think we we're gonna get a Sherman Elmsley uh, uh reference here. So
2: well, I mean no podcast is complete without a Sherman Hemsley reference, is it? I have
0: some questions that are specific to content in the movie. But before I get to that, um, I I just got to ask, was this movie made too early, too soon, or at just the right time?
1: Uh, I think it was too early. I think that's the, the reason is we didn't appreciate this movie because we had Batman and Batman Returns. in in the late 80s to early 90s. And then all of a sudden we had like a a lull where like no one knew what to do with superheroes. And we got this movie and it still, it wasn't for the mainstream because it was R-rated and it was a character not a lot of people knew. And it wasn't until, you know, X-Men a year later that people started to figure out what was going on. So I feel like had we gotten this movie a few years later, it would have been sort of received in that post X-Men Spider-Man world. As like this is I think it's hands down better than Daredevil or Fantastic Four or Electra yeah. or like Ghost again, Rider? The you MCU, think it's better Ghost than Ghost Rider. Rider? Yes, I think it's better than Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> also, I believe that might have also been directed by the uh the same guy. <laughs> shout out, shout <laughs> out. Yeah. Ghost Rider um, was so bad. Ugh. Yeah, I think it was I think it was before its time. It's also I feel like if you see this and then think about how uh, one summer later we had The Matrix, it's it's interesting.
0: I think this movie came out at the perfect time because mm-hmm. I think it's it sort of like whetted a lot of beaks. I think it's important that it was kind of like an underground hit. Uh, I think it, just by adopting such like a weird segment of subculture, it, it made it more interesting. Like it's got like that just before Y2K vibes where like everything is like, it takes place like at the perfect moment, just after the fall of East Germany and the fall of the Soviet Union. And just before Y2K where like, it really is like an exciting time where like the future feels a little unwritten. And so like, it's a little bit believable that there is like a secret segment of vampires.
2: <laughs> yeah, I kind of ro- like that. like yeah, Everything.
0: Yeah. Um, I think this movie is the missing link between two other movies. I think it's the missing link between the Matrix, which would come out a year later, and also They Live. Like I think this movie fits pretty perfectly between those in like a, a nice little marathon. I would have said Lost Boys and Matrix, but yeah. I think also yeah. works. This also almost works. feels
1: like a movie that would have been a much bigger hit in the eighties. Had it like had this come out in the eighties, and granted
2: obviously oh, a lot of have have stuff had to be I
0: different. Had but sure. but yeah, yeah. But also, I don't think there's anything about this movie that was unmakeable in the eighties too. Like, like, I don't know what was holding them back in the eighties, except for, I, I guess like, Oh,
1: you don't think it was unmakeable.
0: No, no, I don't. No, no, I um, agree with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think you could, I think this movie could have easily been made, like Aaron said, fully with practical effects. And there are some really good practical effects. The yep. morbidly obese guy in the bed with the, and then the, Pearl, every time, yeah. yeah, every time you jab someone with the, with the with the serum and it makes them kind of explode like the oh you know,
0: that gave me major Akira vibes too
2: Did absolutely
0: g- body
1: yeah. horror yeah yeah that was 100%. that was
0: awesome
2: yeah it made me think of Live and Let Die when they killed my man man Yafet Koto Mister Big oh they my shot him Koto so
1: good in Live and Let Die <laughs> that's the best also, one I had to
2: rewatch all the Bond of Thor. yeah uh, that's the first one they they they, 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 they call this car limo mobile what kind of shit. <laughs> like, this is thing, like, oh, he's driving a pimp mobile. Y'all dirty. He mayn't even a Dude, pimp. Y'all, just, y'all fell for the okie doke To me, I think it came out at the right time, just because um I, I wanted to... It's definitely something I wanted to see. I'm glad we got to see it then. um I think it would have been great had they brought it out later. I think that, like you said, Marty, I think they could have brought it out before, even. And I think it would have been dope. But we needed something to jumpstart the comic book trend. Which is carried on carried mm-hmm. us for so far right now, and I wouldn't have wanted that delayed at all. I wanted that to get going. Yeah, and I thought it's Blade also crazy how to it.
1: it's crazy how white comic book movies were after this until Black Panther. Like it's, it's crazy. This was one of the first, the first note. This is the first notable Marvel movie, what and, and now? featured a black guy as as the lead, as played, yeah. and then we had.
2: Nothing. Good. Forty
1: movies until we got the Black Panther.
0: Right. Well, that That's, and also insane. like we had t- we had two more Blade movies and those got increasingly white too. Like Blade yeah. Three had like it's a Ryan was Reynolds it? movie. Ryan Reynolds, it was Ryan Reynolds with <laughs> Jessica <laughs> Biel. And then it was a wrestler? Triple H. <laughs> triple H, thank you. Ah, uh, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That being said, Blade Blade Two is good. Blade, That's Guillermo del Toro. So like yeah. Blade Two is like the shit.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, Guillermo's um, the shit. We love Guillermo. R-
0: Aaron, I got to ask, because there was a lot of, like, Eastern influences in this movie. Like, there's that one scene, like, right before Blade goes and does, like, the final uh, takedown, like, tries to, like, storm the base and get Karen back and stop uh, Deacon from summoning Lamagra, where he has, like, this really quiet moment where he cuts, like, the, uh, the root off a of flower, sits at, like, a little desk and has, like, a little piece of incense going. So it seemed like there is, like, overlap between... The black community and Eastern influences. you want to talk a little bit about that? Because this is the first time I remember seeing it really as a child. But like, I know there's a lot of uh, influence back and forth there.
2: Black folks, of, I mean, not that I'm taking a man to speak for all black folks. I'm just obviously, saying, me obviously, growing obviously up, not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I know,
0: that's the thing. Around. I'm not talking to you as a black person. I'm talking to you as right, a guy right. who I know. I got you. We've watched <laughs> a lot of kung fu together at bars. All <laughs>
2: like, time. like yeah. that is. To me, Kung Fu is like mother's milk. You know what I'm saying? Peanut butter and jelly. That shit is a staple of life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it was always like, even in the old black exploitation films, there was always a brother who knew karate or something. You know, the karate dude. It was Jim Kelly. All of these dudes was doing sidekicks or roundhouses on people and mm-hmm. fucking people up left and right. And so for me, of course, you know, like, like when I got any little bit of money, we would go to the Green Dragon which was a store over here that would sell ninja supplies. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, I have a, I had a briefcase full of uh, throwing stars. You know what I mean? Just because I would go buy nunchucks and I'd buy these nunchucks. I'd buy a side. Whatever money I had that would get together, going to the Green Dragon, I'm going to buy something sharp. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and sure, that was, yeah. <laughs> But I wasn't the only one. There was a lot of people who felt that way. And in my community, It's a lot of like they like the Wu Tang Clan. We all love those movies. You get home from church on Sundays, Kung Fu Theater is on. Or in the middle of Saturday before all the games would start, Kung Fu Theater would be on. You know what I mean? And so Bruce Lee and um, Sonny Chiba and all of those things that we used to watch back in, you know, uh, Bolo Yin and you know, I mean, Into the Dragon is the first thing to throw us on there like that. You yeah. see Enter the Dragon, you got Jim Kelly and they're like, whoa, whoa, that's Jim Kelly Hot Potato. Mm-hmm.
0: That, movie is, enter dragon, that movie is into the dragon. I yeah. actually thought about including Enter the Dragon on this like podcast Bro. scheduling because like it it kind of feels like it fits in too.
2: Yeah, then like that that, that that movie, movie an, my heart, it's into the dragon. As an
0: influence. Yeah, 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 just incredible.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, like like I know like the brothers for sure. Love that Kung Fu. We love martial arts. That whole Asian culture is a big thing. We fuck with wings and fried rice left and right. And, uh, <laughs> but no
1: disagreement here,
2: <laughs> none, that's regular, but I mean, you'd always see the, you know, like, 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 um, like, like when I, I know what you're talking about the scene where he lit the incense and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's it. I mean, incense stay in the house and i've gotten more into the whole uh the whole uh meditation and all that shit and all that stuff will just calm you down and chill you right out man you need that Mm -hmm. stuff especially dealing with this madness out here
1: Yeah. yeah i also think that was uh that was like an early version of like nerd culture that permeated everywhere so
2: like you know in the same way now you look at like but yeah, I don't think yeah. it's nerd culture. I think it's just culture. Period. No, but at like, the time, like there's a lot of things I was the- quick in the nerd culture, but I don't. I don't think that is. No, no at the time, at the
0: time I got like, made fun of for watching like Dragon Ball Z. Like I, I think that's what Marty's talking about. We're like, yeah, it like it went from being like this insular thing to being ubiquitous. And this yeah, was pre yeah. ubiquity for for that. Right. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean nerd in the same way that it's like a, a lowercase n, as in it's just, I guess, genre culture. So it's the right. same way yeah, that yeah, uh, yeah. you know,
2: uh, video I'd games you know, nerd Game of Thrones being now. shunned by everybody else. Because I was like, if that's the case, no, that's not true. Like, you know, no, like, no. I mean, people was everyone I knew, like everyone loves Bruce Lee. I don't know who's yeah. more loved, Bruce Lee or Bob Marley. I don't. I mean, these people I loved, love like everybody you come across loved him. So I mean,
1: that's because they didn't live long enough
0: to be hated. So.
2: <laughs> when, when, you, when you
1: die that young, you're able to make
2: it Fair out. enough.
0: Yeah. Um, I just realized something. I take back what I said earlier about this movie could be made earlier. I think Why? the country was way too wrapped up in the AIDS epidemic to accept a movie with like oh. all 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 this blood transfere. That, that's yeah, something I wrote down in my so. notes. you you, you got to have... look
2: at your audience and who, who it was made for. It wasn't made for people who are uptight about AIDS. It made for young people who want to see the blood, who like the comics, who want to see action movies. It was made for that uh, eighteen to thirty-five demographic. And people won't give a shit about what's going on with the AIDS. Everything. But but I
1: think it's it's less. Do they like? I don't think those people are going to care. But is this movie going to be seen as an allegory for that? Which like I don't think the movie is at all. Like the movie's not trying yeah, to be an allegory all. for that. But if this movie would have came out within the year that magic johnson you know uh... Came out and has made his announcement. Would have suddenly have been like, oh, this is a especially movie with, trying to make an announcement. Especially with Deacon
2: Fry yeah. looking blood the whole damn movie. Yeah, yeah right. would have been like, just trying to make a statement. Like, relax, yeah. Hold on,
0: let's uh, let's go to this rave, get blood showered on us, and then we'll go get our hepatitis shots. Like it'll it'll be fine.
1: Yeah. That being said, I even think now watching it in twenty twenty one, I'm like, ooh, they're not wearing masks. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to that. Every movie I see now, I'm like, ooh, you're going to find a restaurant without a mask.
2: What's they are literally dancing on? with Miss Rona. Yeah. She there's a lot, there. a, lot of pe- a lot of the people corona. there. We're going to yeah. have a good time in here. Me and Omnicron are going to come through here. Don't it sound like a a, a a Transformer's name? Omnicron or whatever the fuck Oh, it's it called? totally does, yeah. Oh, I'm like, pretty God. sure
1: Omnicron was a Transformer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I think the way you're saying it, was a Transformer.
0: Unicron, that was it. Unicron. <laughs> yeah, it's it Unicron. Unicron. It was it also, it was Orson Welles, Unicron, yeah. Uh, let's see, I got two more questions about the movie. Uh, what do you think hurt more Blade getting all of his blood drained to summon the blood god, or Blade finding out that Stefan Dorf was fucking his mom. Uh, what do you think hurt more? Oh. Gotta be the mama fucking. It's got to be, be. a be be. fucking. Yeah, because yeah,
2: he's like First he's when you find out playing. she's still there and you ain't she ain't dead. That's the first mm-hmm. one. That's the first kick in the nuts. Then you find out she over here banging this one. She banging this lost boy over here, Deacon. Fry. This, this
0: little, this it's little terrible. fuck boy. Yeah,
2: yeah. I know he, you played. Yeah. I could have snapped his neck nine years ago, and you still over here with this one.
1: Uh, he spent yeah. his entire life looking for her. That's what it was thirty years, or whatever. Yeah, how old, the oh, last yeah. Last Actually, it was yeah. exactly
0: it was exactly thirty years because he was the first scene was in the hospital in nineteen sixty seven. I can't believe
1: I'm five years older than Blade. He's
2: like, you were born, anniversary, no born in seventy
0: two. What? It was he was born in 1967.
1: I'm, I am now five years older. the oh, okay, I was sorry. <laughs> you were born in 1972, Guardy. You look great. Oh, I, was great? I, was, oh. yeah, I was in the shit. I was in the shit.
0: Let's see. Last last question. Uh, the Temple of Eternal Night, where the climax of the movie takes place, where they summon Lamagra, the Blood God. So dope.
2: I love that place.
0: Yeah, super super cool set. But uh, so let me get this straight. There's an ancient prophetic vampire temple in san pedro which is mm-hmm. like 10 minutes driving distance from downtown la where they were right before yeah uh does this feel to you like that guy john smith finding new bibles in salt lake city and finding mormonism
1: <laughs> oh, it's a little too convenient that vampirism is all set around oh, los angeles where all of you live
0: yeah, well, not just that, but it's just, like, every elder vampire was literally Eastern European or, like, Eurasian. Um, I think there was one American pure blood guy during, like, the entire sequence that we're shown.
2: Yeah. But
0: there's just, like, this ancient god-summoning temple just conveniently located in the shipping district of L.A. Yeah. Like, oh,
2: right. <laughs> like the, the, the temple should have
0: been, like,
1: Sumerian, Mesopotamian, like, cradle of civilization. It should have been... You know, somewhere there, it shouldn't have been. Yeah. you know,
0: That's true. The, That's fair. I would have even like accepted, like in Mexico, like as like an ancient Aztec sect or something. Like, it's, yeah. It's yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe that it's rounds up to maybe. Yeah, maybe 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 they had settlements up north. Think, Who's to I say? I think there's a lot
1: of history in Temecula. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Besides that, uh, what did this movie change?
2: Not enough. What, did it change? Not enough. Yeah,
0: like, really. I
2: think think there was a minute there where we didn't have a lot of dope choreography and and fight scenes in movies. And um, I think, like like you said, because of that, we got Matrix, and from Matrix on, everyone was trying to do that shit. Like, you Mm -hmm. had to have the best, you know, you had to have a dope choreographed fight scene. Before (laughs) that, it always seemed like car chases and dumb shit like that. You wouldn't see him sure. people just go off to two pop, pop, pop sidekicks and everything unless it was a kung fu movie or something like that. But I think that's one big There was thing that there
0: was, There are two scenes that really stuck out to me like, in regards to you saying that. Where, like They were kind of, Blade like stormed the lobby, not unlike the Matrix a year later, but it was like a, just such a smaller lobby, which I thought it was, was really yeah, funny. Yeah. Another thing is like, like,
2: tied up, you ever noticed that? I'm like, how many times are they going to tie this dude up by his neck and just have him like, eh, hey, hey. Like it was like four or five oh, yeah, thousand in this of, damn movie. I'm
0: lot, like, y'all go back bondage. to that, huh? Yeah, y'all yeah. can't bind him
2: no other
0: way. <laughs> Come on, dog. Uh there is that scene, and then there's one scene like right after he okay, first off, he sucks blood from Karen or whatever, and in such like a long scene that it like made me uncomfortable. Like he's sucking blood from her for way too long, and like it was like a hyper sexualized scene. I That's thought. exactly it, because
2: he wasn't sucking. No, she, <laughs> and she was.
1: I think that was the equivalent of the movie
0: sex
2: scene. That's right? what it was. But, yeah. yeah. That's what it was. It was like, oh, all right, here's the sex scene. They got yeah. to get the sex scene, but let's make it where he's, you know, he sucked the shit out of her. Also, yeah, oh. this chick was
0: in dead presidents. Let's show her some respect. Um, let's oh, not make her take gorgeous. her top off for this. He's yeah. a major. Um,. So there's that scene, and then there's one scene where he's, like, going through all of Deacon's, like, little cronies to, like, get up to him, and it feels like a video game, right, where you have to take out, like, all the underlings before you get to the boss, but there's one scene where him and this other guy are just doing, like, spinning kicks, but they're, like, three feet away from each other, so they just... Never touch each other, and they both do like three full rotations, kicking each other, just like the air around each other. It's like in
1: *Revenge of the Sith*, where Obi Wan and Anakin are both spinning their lightsabers like across a table from each other for an extended (laughs) period of time. You're like, "What are you two doing? Like, what's happening right now?" Just showing off at this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think that it. I think this movie's really good choreography did get overshadowed ten months later by *The Matrix*. And obviously, like it's not like the Wachowskis stole it from this because they're obviously filming it you know beforehand um but uh yeah i do think the 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 shadow
0: of the matrix looms heavily over this movie for sure i think this movie taught a lesson that wasn't learned for a while because like this was the last r-rated i mean discounting blade two and three blade two awesome blade three diminishing returns but like until Deadpool, we didn't get another R-rated movie. So I feel like we learned like the wrong lessons from why this movie slaps so hard.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure Deadpool did... Uh, I, I think Deadpool's good. I don't know. I, I have complicated feelings about Deadpool. But uh, I'm bummed we're not getting R-rated superhero movies like this anymore. Yeah, Because I feel like this is of a different breed than Deadpool. And I feel like this is a very different breed than you know, the, if you try to make like a, an R-rated Snyder cut or something. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm a little worried about, I don't know if we're going to get, we'll have to get to it eventually, but like, what's going to happen with the Mahershala version? Like is the MCU going to be willing to do R-rated?
0: Oh God, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, they announced a couple years ago, Mahershala Ali starring as Blade in in the new, in, in the MCU as we know it. Yeah. And man, is Blade still Blade without a without a hard R rating? Yeah. Um,
2: and I don't like you don't I need to. Think we up in the gun. I think we will get a hard R. They just did the the Hit Monkey, which was very good. TVMA. Everyone likes um. They liked the Logan movie. Made a lot of money.
1: Just yeah, like Logan's the, the big one.
2: Yeah. so Disney's just got to find a way to release this on their own and not straight up disney marvel release it straight up some other type of way but they know that money is coming from there they're gonna have to mm-hmm. do it at some
1: point yeah and also like i guess i don't know i don't want to spot did you guys see the eternals
0: not yet no
2: not yet I'm, I'm 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 dying to see it i'm gonna see it soon i just wasn't okay. sure if i wanted to hit the theaters yet but eternals is the one thing that keep calling me to a theater so i, I might yeah, have same. to do that to soon that okay spider-man far from home so okay
1: Okay. I, uh, there's a <laughs> there's a blade thing I want to talk about now, now I, I'm not sure not if Eternals. I want to talk can't about that damn, okay. damn it can't do Eternals
0: okay right. <laughs> well there you um, go. And, uh,
2: <laughs> we go we all
0: like this one podcast uh, that we're not going to mention and uh, we, we decided to steal an award category from them and we're going to change it a little bit just so we're not doing the same exact thing they're doing but this is the, the Matt Prater award for outkicking your coverage this is given to the character that does the most with the least amount of screen time. And I think there's a couple nominees. I think number one nominee has to be Chris Christopherson. Cause I think he's great in this movie. Um, I am so sorry that he is winning the silver medal because the winner of this award, at least in my mind is absolutely done all Logue. Uh, dude crushes it. He is such a perfect nineties bread shit bag. Yeah in this movie.
1: Also, I want him to be like the like shitty second in command in every movie. Like he's so much this is one thing the MCU is missing is like that second in command who's just like captivating.
2: Yeah, like, which ends a end star scream. <laughs> yeah, star yeah. Needs, needs, needs a star scream, yeah. n- needs
0: a Boba Fett, yeah. Yeah, need, yeah. Needs someone to command a room like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. And he's so he's so funny, he's so shitty, he's like the God, the scene like the 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 scene in the hospital, like where where he's like completely burnt. So and he's Just like, scary. Like, yep, and,
2: yeah. charred, and then yeah. It's just someone it, who you want to see get fucked up. Yeah. Every
0: There's one scene where like he's talking to these two chicks. He's like, Oh, you want to meet him? Yeah, I can introduce you to him. And he's like clearly <laughs> talking about Stefan Dorf. And then um, like Stefan Dorf goes like batshit crazy on this one human guy who like screwed him over and then Donald like, it just cuts back to him he's just like god he's so crazy he's always doing shit like this he's the <laughs> best like, he's just he's like a really good best friend in that regard <laughs> yeah. also a really good kiss ass like he just he's he it balances his role yeah. so fucking weirdly but somehow perfectly in this movie and I love him Chris Christopherson, uh an easy silver medal yeah, uh, I mean, you were super just... you were super close um, Arlie also, Jover, Whistler.
1: Uh, oh, so sorry. Whistler was created for the Spider-Man cartoon. Like that wasn't a comic book character. He
2: was oh, really? created
1: for Blade's appearance in the Spider-Man cartoon, and they were like, "We got to like give Blade another character." And they're like, uh wow, old you know, white guy who
0: taught him."
2: So. Yeah, he can't be doing the shit by himself. You know, he can't go home to nothing. You to do yeah, I mean, ba- like,
0: Batman needs uh Morgan Freeman, you know, to, yeah, to help. Yeah, I him believe out. in the cartoon I mean, he was he's in a got wheelchair. Alfred. Without
2: Batman yeah. no Alfred, he's a loser. Exactly. You know?
0: <laughs> uh, shout out to John Semper, who is the director and like showrunner for that animated series of Spider Man. Cool dude, he's got a fun Facebook page. Um, also want to give a shout out to Arlie Jover, who played like that blonde chick vampire, mm. who is such a good just piece of shit. She was a great piece of shit in that movie. Oh,
1: she was absolutely yeah, memorable yeah. piece of shit. Yeah,
0: it's time for you fucks to contribute to the cause, and I'm just like, <laughs> all right, like you just kind of seem like an asshole who wants to go clubbing, but like, yeah, you're you're good at both yeah, of these. Yeah, yeah that's,
2: I, I would I would I would have been happy if someone threw a wet taco at her her face. That would have been fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is
2: the taco wet? Because it makes a smack sound, and it, you know what I mean? It flap on you. It's not just a chop.
0: Also, if you get a taco thrown at you, that's the same as, like, losing, what, 4 dollars 5 So it's, like, you get, like, little pieces of shredded lettuce it on depends. you. Some, some, I'm not talking about no proper chicken. taco. Yeah, I'm this is, like, about a Taco back Bell. i
2: Yeah, yeah. $1. Okay. The ones that don't nobody like. 4 no dollars
0: Well, the best Jesus. Mexican food near me is is a Taco Bell. So I was assuming, like, you know, restaurant-quality taco, because that's, like, what Jeez. I'm missing.
1: I assume you'd throw a Taco Bell taco at her. That's what you know,
0: I'm talking I, about. Yeah. So I just assume it was like a good, a good taco. Obviously, it's like, oh, I'm not gonna waste a taco. I get that. But like when I think of tacos, I think of Fiesta Brava on Lincoln and Rose in, or just past Lincoln and Rose, but like two blocks in from Lincoln in Santa Monica, or Venice Beach, California, where I used to go, and they had the best grilled fish taco I will ever have in my entire life. So you're, that's... Not,
1: gonna throw, you're not gonna waste a grilled fish taco on that girl. Absolutely. Well, yeah. she's absolutely not. not. Worth, she's not worth
2: a grilled <laughs> fish taco. Ain't no way in the like, who's going to throw a Nick's Crispy Taco at her? Not me. <laughs> Nick's
0: is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we're about to wrap up, but are there any closing thoughts that you guys want to share about Blade <sighs> before we take off?
2: Marty? Yeah,
1: I, I I, think it's an incredibly fun movie to revisit if you haven't revisited it in a while. Um, I think especially if you... Pulling some of the historical elements, uh, weird tidbits like the fact that uh, Wesley Snipes originally like was highly championing to do a Black Panther movie, like that was his superhero of choice, and it never got off the ground. And eventually, this Blade thing come came along, and he wanted to do that. Uh, looking into the Stephen Norrington of it all is is uh, super fascinating, and also just kind of where it sits in comic book history. And I don't know, I'm. I'm I, I think it's a really fun rewatch. I'm I'm incredibly excited for what Mahershala does next because, I mean, I think he's like probably the best living actor, the best working actor right now. Um, and so I'm excited to see what he brings to the MCU. And and I I I honestly I hope they somehow are able to tie this movie into it. Like, if we're doing multiverse stuff, fucking like let Wesley Snipes be Whistler in that movie. Like, that's fine. I don't know. Oh, Who cares? There's no, there's no, there's no make it make it
0: make it blade beyond. Yeah. Oh my God, blade beyond sounds really good. That's so so good.
2: <laughs> 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 well, I told uh, George I didn't tell you, Marty, but um, as you know, my brother's an artist and he's drawn all these wonderful things. And blade was one of the first pieces that he drew from Marvel that really blew up. It was really really dope. And so we were at a comic book convention one year, when it was at Comic Con in San Diego, and he was in Artist Alley with everybody else, you know my brother was, and had a bunch of these big Blade portraits up and everyone loved him and would come through and Wesley Snipes had come through to see these things, and um, he'd gotten to every row except my brothers and didn't make it, you see people block him off and start walking him out the building like oh we gotta go, we gotta go kind of thing and I'm like wait a minute, fuck that, you know this is my brother right here Best one that's ever been. And so I tell my brother, hey, sign this shit, man. And he signs one. And you know how crowded Comic Con is. It was my OJ yeah. Simpson moment, you know, just not the stabbing moment, but the one where you run through it the airport. <laughs> not my stabbing. <laughs> I'm just like, God, quit. God, quit. That didn't happen. It was me like just hauling ass through this place. And I run all the way through Comic Con and I cut ass and I got there and I caught him, I said, Mr. Snipes, this is a gift from my brother, you know, blah, 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 I'll tell him what he was and who he was, he went, oh my god, this is great, thanks man, I'm sorry I didn't see you guys, I'm like, yeah, well, he went over here, blah, 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 you know, come see us or whatever, if you're here tomorrow, and I don't know, I don't I don't know if he ever came back or whatever, I didn't, but either way, that was my one little blade thing, that, <laughs> that time I chased Wesley Snipes down, because when I ran up on him, he got kind of nervous, like, oh, who is this? You know, you see a 300-pound brother running up on you. What's his name? What's going on? (laughs) That
0: time you OJ'd OJ'd Wesley Snipes, but in a good way.
2: Ah! (laughs) I'm going to start blaming my brother for that shit, too. The the, the jury said he ain't do it. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, I think uh, Blade is... Like I said, back in the day, I thought it was great, great, great. Um, I, I, I didn't... It, it lost something for me to watch it now. You know what I mean? Things don't last forever, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there are things that do. And there's also things that, you know, that get better the, the more you see them, too. But uh, mm-hmm. this just wasn't one of them that grew as I got older. But I loved it, and I thought it was very necessary when it came out. It was what I wanted to see when it came out. And um, it hit so many things. It was It was a home run back then, for sure. And so, even still, you know, like, like, I don't grade movies on Citizen Kane and all these other movies. I take the movie for what it is, and I have certain things I expect from that movie, from these movies. Going into Blade, I wanted to see Blood, I wanted to see Wesley Snipes, so I know it's, I wanted to see choreography. And I got those things, so I was very happy with it. And those things still are there, you know what I mean, like I said, so... I think it's a good one. I think it's a classic movie. I understand uh its place in history and I think it, it's I, I, I think it was very necessary. And it, that we got it when we got when we when we did, I thought it was perfect. That was a perfect time for it. I can't imagine yeah. where our movies would be if Blade didn't come out when it did, if maybe it came out eight years later or seven years later. God, it would have been some bullshit between now and then.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great way to put it. Um I think all these years later, the thing I take away from Blade that is like most impressive is the pacing. Like this is a two-hour long movie that I don't feel hangs for a single second. Like I don't think a moment That's is wasted. I don't think too, we right. I don't think we spend too long in any scene. Um I fast forward through modern MCU movies. I think there are some scenes where I'm like, well, I'm not even gonna pause it. I'm just gonna go to the bathroom or go smoke a cigarette or whatever. And just let the movie run so I can like catch up later. Uh, this movie is just so perfectly paced uh, 23 years later. It, it's in, it's incredibly well thought out uh, how to do this movie. I think it's a comic book name sort of in name or sorry, comic book movie and sort of name only. Like I think they just made a really fun, exciting late nineties action movie and gave it just the amount of comic book dressing uh that was necessary to give it like a backstory. And I think they did enough to like make me curious and compelled and didn't sort of like drown me in lore uh, in a way that I think other movies are guilty of.
1: In, in, in that respect, like, I feel like there wasn't a sort of, I don't want to say stigma, but there wasn't like a a baggage that came with comic book movies back then because there were so few of them, you know, you Mm -hmm. had all the like awful, you know, Marvel movies of the 80s and stuff but then you know aside from Superman and Batman like there was no template to draw from and so it was able to understand that like oh let's just make this like cool ass vampire action movie that happens to have a property tied to it as Mm -hmm. opposed to like IP is king and this needs to be the thing that we adhere to and I think that's that's kind of the timing is kind of what made it special
0: I think that is the perfect way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- that, I think that wraps up. That's everything I've got for this uh, inaugural film episode of Shortbox Summary. Um, Aaron, do you want people to get in touch with you anyway? Do you have a Twitter and Instagram you want people to reach out to you through? If not, uh, that's cool. They can reach out to you through uh, the Shortbox Summary Twitter, if that no, works for don't you. Don't reach
2: me. I don't like people. Don't reach that's you. What y'all doing? All, All right. right. If you... <laughs> if you want to, if you want me
0: to tell Aaron how incredible Aaron is, uh, you can reach at uh, at Purplebird616 on Twitter. That is the main social account for this podcast. Marty, do you want people reaching out to you, or do you want me to be the proxy to tell
1: Purplebird616? How... Yeah, Purple that's
0: the, that's the that's the handle.
1: <laughs> I really like it. I really like that. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, you can reach out to me uh, at McBiggity on all the social channels. M-C-B-I-G-G-I-T-D-Y. And yeah, thank you so much for having us,
0: George. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. Marty, you do some writing for video game websites. I can only assume you're going to hunt down a version of the Blade PlayStation 1 game and play it for, uh, for an article coming up soon. I literally forgot that existed until you just said this. Okay, cool. Well, I'm glad to help you write your next article. Uh, <laughs> help, help you plan it. Uh, I will take a producer uh, like co-credit uh, for that, that, yeah. that next uh, 600 words from of pure genius from Marty <laughs> Uh Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you've made it this far, that means you know how to listen to this podcast, which means you know how to share this podcast. Tell anyone you think would be interested in early 2000s Marvel comics and the movies that help make the comic universe Uh, Until next time, everyone, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon.
2: Thanks for having us, Georgie. Bye. Bye, bro.
0: Thanks for being here. It was nice. I felt like we were back at the bar, back at the Lope. Back at Jackalope.
1: Aw, the Lope. The Donald Lope.
0: Yeah, back at Donald
1: Lope. (laughs)